Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast. If you're already doing so, thank you and tell your friends to do so as well. Besides nhte.net, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, as well as on Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to Now Hear This Entertainment on at least a half dozen podcast apps at nhte.net. The show is on a whole bunch more, though, so don't worry if you don't see your favorite on there. Look for this show almost anywhere that you get podcasts. Joining me today on location from the NAM show in Anaheim, California, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who is originally from Illinois but now lives in Virginia. He is a Navy veteran and Boots Campaign veteran ambassador who has written a song for the TV show Sons of Anarchy. He has opened for notable artists including Cheap Trick, 38 Special, and Florida Georgia Line. His most recent album has made a handful of Billboard charts, including number 11 in country album sales. He blends traditional country and Americana music with Southern rock and rock and roll to bring a new but familiar sound. You've been hearing a song of his called Come Back to Me. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Brian Grilly. How are you all doing? Thanks very much for taking time to talk to me today. I appreciate, appreciate you it. having me here. Yeah, you Absolutely. bet. Let's have you start off by telling the listeners about the song that we were just playing called Come Back to Me. Uh, Come Back to Me is a song that I wrote. It was for my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. We were, uh, we, we were going through a little bit of you know, tough times, as couples you know, tend to do. And... Uh, we were at a tough spot and I, I wrote the song and um, it worked out because she's not my wife. So uh, that was, that was a good thing. So I was, I was thinking, I was like, I got to ask him, did it? It's like, duh, he said it's our wife now. So yeah, I guess it worked. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I write her a lot of songs, so she's kind of like my muse, but yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of those types of songs that, you know, you, kind of tell her how you feel and, and but at the same time though how difficult that is as a songwriter you're going okay this is a song here but then you go wait a minute this is like really personal though like it's gonna it's gonna pain me it's gonna be a struggle emotionally to write the song well you write so well, I, I write songs that i feel like and i used to not like I used to not like to do this. I used to write songs because I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to write songs about whatever, you know, or, or try to sound like somebody at the time, you know, whoever was popular. And um, when I started off as a solo artist, I, 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 on my first album, Damn Good Day, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to kind of stick to that formula and write songs that, but I wanted people to relate to them. On this last album, Deep South Symphony, they're very personal songs, but I still want people to relate to them. Everybody's been through tough times with their significant other. Every, everybody's been through ups and downs. Everybody's had happy times. Everybody, you know, there's a song on there, My Hometown, when you go back to, you know, a place where you grew up, you know, if you've been away for a long time, you go back things change quote unquote progress happens and you you look at it and you, you know but there's there's going to be still things that are familiar to you so you know i try to write songs that are now my experiences but people can relate to them so in other words on the first album you thought I need to write what people are going to want to hear and not necessarily what I'm feeling. Right, right, yeah. And, um, you know, I still I still like to write a good story song, you know, uh, like Get Out of This Life, which is my newest single that's been out. Uh, it, I like to write a story song, Letter from an Outlaw, the Sons of Anarchy song. Uh, it, it tells a story 
I've never been to prison though, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so I do like to, I do like to do a, a story song, and um, uh, but I feel as I'm growing as a artist and as a musician, as a songwriter, I, I, I want now to it to be more meaningful to to not only me, but you know, I want to hit people, you know, in the in their emotions and yeah. and, and let them, you know. Feel what I'm feeling. Well, on the other side of it too is that the more personal the songs are, the more connected you're going to be to it, and then in your live performance, the more dialed into that song you're really going to be. Absolutely, and that's what I've and that's what I've found that uh, you know the songs that I sing off of Deep South Symphony are more I feel delivered more powerfully, more you know emotional. I bet. I bet. Uh, Although I still like singing the songs off Damn Good Day. Sure, and, sure, you know, sure. So. Wow. We're off to a good start here. This is good stuff. <laughs> Listeners, uh, if you still haven't heard, by the way, folks, my big announcement yet, either on the last few episodes or on this show's Instagram account, or even hopefully you're getting the weekly e-newsletter every Wednesday, as the calendar was changing over to 2020, I overhauled the Patreon for this show, and you can now get bonus content that is ad-free only through that method. And all for just five bucks a month. So Brian and I will be talking about even more over on there. Plus, there's already audio files up there from the last handful of NHTE episodes. Hit the show website, nhte.net, and then click on the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button for access and more details. So, Brian, let's start at the beginning. You're originally from Illinois. You now live in Virginia. You also served in the Navy, and you were deployed in Iraq as part of Operation Enduring Freedom and your job was an explosive ordnance disposal technician. Wow. Fill the listeners in on that and then how you got your start in music also. Sure. Well, um, yeah, I was, I was born and raised in Illinois, a little town called Lansing, Illinois. Uh, it's right off of the, you know, northwest Indiana, you know, side, right on the border there. And um, so I, I grew up... Uh, listening to i'm the youngest of eight wow so wow and the age spans are is pretty pretty wide so <laughs> and my father was a classical classically trained opera singer and piano player and my wow. mom sang and he played and and so did my mom all around the chicagoland area uh they were entertainers as well and my brothers two of my brothers are are extremely schooled jazz musicians one's a drummer and one plays Anything with a reed, you know, saxophone, clarinet, oboe, all, you know, like he, they're extremely schooled and talented. And, um, but growing up, I was, I was introduced to things, you know, that my dad, you know, big band stuff, George Gershwin, you know, Italian song, you know, Mario Lanza and stuff like that. And then my mom, was a big 50s 60s fan you know rockabilly and so and then you go on you know with like zeppelin sabbath and you know and then my favorite band of all time is cheap trick so uh you know i i feel like my my musical and that's when i started playing guitar i was around eight years old when okay. i started okay. really wanting to do that but you had a wide, wide, wide array of influences, though. Oh yeah, as you just Every, described. You know, faces, Eagles, you know, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, you know, uh, Elvis, you know, all 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 sorts of stuff. Motown, Stax records stuff, you know. We it was a pretty musical family, you know, like whether it was playing or whether it was listening and appreciating. We all kind of, you know, that music was a big part of our lives, and. So, fast forward, I, I, I up and left, joined the, joined the Navy. Uh, I started off as a deep sea diver, and then I went to uh, Explosive Ordnance Disposal, Navy EOD, and uh, did some deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan, and then I... Uh, over what period of time is all this? Because what I'm wondering as you're saying it is, so did he have to abandon music, or is there oh, no, an no, opportunity no, 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 no. to do music while I, you're still serving? I, 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 played, um, I played in bands. I had, I had a little break in service, actually, uh, and, and I was in a band called Rumblefish, and, and I was in a 
band called the Glory Hounds, and we had some we had some minor success, you know, and it was it was fun. But then uh, 9-11 happened, and I, I, I went back in. And uh, then I, um, I got hurt on a deployment, and I was medically retired. So I, I uh, retired in 2014. Uh, and while I was, you know, on uh, limited duty, or if you would, you know, what have you I was writing Damn Good Day and re- and then I recorded it and then um, the song got you know the interest of the Sons of Anarchy people and then one thing led to another and Damn Good Day did really well on, on some like uh, lower charts like New Music Weekly and, and Music Row and in- Indie World and some of that so had some had some good success with Damn Good Day. Let me pause you for a minute on the music because I want to stick with just for a moment before we get too far away from your service. Okay. You have said, and this is kind of a combination of the two, and I don't know, maybe it's two different prongs here, but you have said that you want to use your music to give back to your community, but I also mentioned in the intro that you are a boot campaign veteran ambassador. So are those two separate things, or can you use, and you're going to tell us what being a boot campaign veteran ambassador is, but can you use that to use music to give back to your community. So Boot Campaign is a wonderful program. It's a it's a it's a organization that um, helps veterans in so many ways. One of the main things they do is they they do wellness programs for uh, they 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 help PTSD and traumatic brain injuries uh, through. Uh, Fitness, wellness, cognitive behavior therapy, uh, floating, float therapy, uh, massage, wow. art, wow. music therapy. Uh, okay. They do a lot of stuff, and uh, they're uh, an amazing organization. So whatever I can do for them, whether it's play for them for one of their functions or, you know... Uh, do a fundraiser I, I do uh, I, I also will help out any of my you know the, the wounded EOD warrior foundations Navy SEAL foundation those that's whatever I can do whether it's my presence on social media like by tagging them or whatever uh, anything I can do for them Singing the national anthem. We're talking talking about them during a podcast oh, interview. Talking, you know, <laughs> and um, I, I I helped. Uh, for, I, I wrote a song for a documentary called "Until It Hurts," which is about uh, a piece of artwork that was uh, done by a, a Navy SEAL that was shot a target for all the SEALs that were injured. He sh- shot it from 911 yards, and the target was made into this piece of art that was that was bought and then it was uh sold and and it was donated back into an organization called wounded wear which provided uh clothes clothing for people with uh veterans with prosthetics you know so uh I, i did the song and all the proceeds went to that organization uh so, like I said, I, I um, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to help out, you know, because there's a lot of sacrifices, not only from the veterans but their families, and there's a lot of veterans out there that need help, um, and a lot of veterans are are, are stubborn, proud. Uh, they don't want the help. Okay. Okay. But they need the help. And when they and when it comes from one of their own, and you can tell them, "Look, I know what you're going through." Yeah, it's going to mean a lot more. And like I said, you know, uh, people do need. You know, well, people don't realize this is the longest our country has ever been in in, in a sustained combat operations since two thousand and 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 two, two thousand one, two thousand two, because you know. Yes, there's not a, a, a the highly publicized you know war going on, but it's still there. It's still going on, and 
we still have guys over there and guys and gals, you know, and, and uh, it's, you know, if you think about it, that long of time, we're almost going on 20 years, you know, close to 20 years of sustained combat operations. It takes a toll on a lot of people. And we need to, you know, we need to, we need to look at that and, and, and help them out as much as possible. Well, and it's important that it gets talked about as we're doing now because as, as nice and fun as music is to pursue, and, and it is a business and it is a career and, and it's, you know, a very real thing for someone like yourself, but at the same time, you know, that's, that's the real world over there that's that we're exactly. talking about. and. And any of those people would love to be in a position to be only making music and going to the NAM show and getting interviewed on podcasts right, and things yeah, like yeah. that. You know, and uh, you know, I'm I'm very appreciative for for the opportunities that I've been given, uh, and the success that I've had. I you know, and uh, I appreciate any anybody that that listens to my stuff and and is a fan or or you know, friends and stuff like that. You know, uh, but yeah, we can all live in La La Land if we want, but that's not that's not realistic. You know, uh, there are people out there that, uh, you know, are, are hurting. You know, the suicide rates are, are high amongst veterans and stuff. Like that. And uh, you know, PTSD is real. Uh, you know, there are people that take advantage of the system, but there are plenty out there that are legit. Yeah, and that and need hurting, it. and and, and you know there are plenty of uh, people out there that are are hurt that have lost limbs, you know, eyesight, all sorts of stuff that you know, uh, giving to any any organization that's uh, you know the DAV uh, veterans can 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 do things you know such as just joining a, a VFW or an American Legion post or something like that, that, you know, and, and given five bucks here and there, you know, uh, but to, even, even to step on stage as you do so often and to have, as you said, both of your arms and both of your legs, not to mention the talent to sing, the talent to write the songs and to play the guitar. It's like, never mind that stuff. Just the fact that you have all of your limbs that in itself, yeah. you know, you're, you're very fortunate. And, and, and I thank you because you know, oh. you're being kind and you're talking about all these other men and women who have served the country, but, but you have as well. So, so thank you. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. And I just, I just really want, people to understand that uh that the veteran because my wife is a veteran and she she was medically retired as well and she she was in the coast guard and i you know so we're a pretty patriotic family you know that uh my girls uh we, we try to teach our little girls to to you know and i my my older uh son and daughter they're they're on board with you know uh being very supportive of of the troops and everything and we're teaching our little ones to uh to to you know to value the people that give us our freedoms that's awesome so that's good that's good you uh switching over to music you have mentioned a couple times now listeners damn good day that you've heard brian mention a couple times was his debut album it was released in 2017 no 2013 13 yeah okay okay so uh if you go on itunes it'll say 2016 or 2017 uh that's when uh, i signed with spectrum music group and they took it they took it over and they took the distribu- distribution yeah, because I was going to mention listeners you, you need to understand the independent music world and really the national music scene took notice of Brian's album that he's talking about because the title track and the first single climbed fast on the charts it reached number one on indie world so you start to mention of signing with them because I was going to say you know how did how did all I mean for openers you were living in Virginia is that is that where and mm-hmm. where yeah. you made this record I did. I actually recorded that uh, "Damn Good Day" in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, there was a studio there called Clay Garden, and um, uh, you know, it was it was my first solo thing I ever did. Uh, I've always been in a band situation, so going under my own name was actually kind of a, a weird 
weird transition for me, you know, just seeing my name and some of that. And I, um, I, I had a blast recording that album, you know, uh, but then again, those songs, like I said, you know, were like, you know, weren't as personal as the next one. And, and I think, I think, uh, getting older and, and, and then, you know, uh, and things that my, my wife taught me and some of that, you know, and, 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 uh, like I said, her being my muse, I wanted people to, to, to know how, how I was feeling, you know, so, but damn good day was fun. But how does, for your benefit, so we have a lot of listeners of the show who are up and comers, you know, Uh singers, songwriters, performers, and so they're trying to learn from me and my guests every week, so let's talk to those folks about the fact that, like you said, if you look it up, it might say it came out in 16 or 17, you really did it in 2013, but you said it was because you signed with Spectrum. Spectrum, yeah. And so... What happens that they sign you and then they say, "Let's go back and do something with this album, even though it's a few years old, anyways." We didn't. We didn't do anything with it other than they just took over the distribution of it. Okay. Uh, so, but how did you all come together in the first place? Uh, they they sought me out, and uh, they they uh, they got in touch with me and we over some talks, and then you know one thing happened to another and. And then, uh, you know, um, for anybody that's up and coming, don't, how can I say this? Don't chase the carrot. Uh, I feel like game shows and I call them game shows cause they're ga- It's a game show. You're winning a prize per se, like the voice and America's got talent and, and, uh, American idol and all these What's happening is that it's almost like instant fame. But what, why I think a lot of these, these older bands, the legends, if you if you will, is because they struggled, and they paid their dues. They made a connection with the audiences because they they played two to two to three people in the audience, you know, and they might've been at the bar and they might've left mid set. And now you're just playing to the bartender. <laughs> so y- y- there is a, a, an, an education, if you will, that happens when you are playing your dues. Yeah. Instant fame isn't all what it's cracked up to be because what I feel has happened in the music industry is, is, is it's lost its depth. It's lost its meaning. It's lo- It's become a formula. Well, it's always, there's always been formulas, but it, it, it's, it's really now, you know, now we have auto tune, you know, and, and all this stuff that, you know, if you can't sing, you can't sing, you know, you're just b- polishing a turd if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to your point though, the shows, what you're saying is that, you go on American Idol, you go on The Voice, etc. You're skipping over the paying your dues portion of your career, and you're going, okay, so I just had all these TV cameras yeah. and all kinds of people, and so so where is it now? And it's six months later, and you go, well, that's because you you're not used to the fact that a lot of times you are going to show up, and there's going to be six people there. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard, you know. I, I'm not I'm not in front of the TV cameras anymore, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and getting all these hits on social media and stuff. So, you know, I. Uh, you know, social media is a, is a um, necessary thing to pr- promote. However, I just feel like nowadays that's the go-to. Like w- a career now is is being a, a insta Instagram model or, or a influencer or a YouTube you know god. You know, well, and, and, the, and and this is this is not to blow my own horn because it's not going to benefit anyone since this episode will be released after the fact but that's why the day after tomorrow i'm speaking here at nam and i'm doing a presentation called 15 ways to promote your independent music career and guess what obviously only one of them is social media so there are so many other things that artists should be doing for themselves instead of just relying on facebook twitter instagram youtube uh you know and and that way you're not sitting around scratching your head saying well i posted on facebook i don't know why there's not more people at my show let me also tell the listeners something else here at NAM. Brian and I are currently recording 
Thanks to Tascam, I've got their DR44WL handheld recorder sitting here in between Brian and I. We've got our Tascam TM60 microphones going into it with XLR cables. You can, there's built-in wireless mics. I choose, I think there's better sound control in an environment like this to use external microphones. I've got my Tascam headphones on. Tascam is upstairs with an enormous display of what a lot of people like Brian might consider toys with mixers and all now, kinds hey, of gear. I had a ta- my first four track recorder was a Tascam. <laughs> I loved it. There you go. So there's stuff for people of all levels. If you're just a hobbyist and you like to play around with audio now and then, or if you're an independent artist yourself or even the touring pros use Tascam, go to Tascam.com, check out all the stuff that they have, T A S C A M dot com, and then find a dealer. Um, we started to get off on a little bit of a tangent because we were talking about Damn Good Day, your first album. But yeah. So then once you signed with Spectrum, so did, did you turn right around and start working on your second album, Deep, Deep South Symphony? What, like where and... Well, actually, uh, a lot of the tracks are already recorded for the second album. Uh, and I had released it as, a, uh, as an independent thing and then I had to pull it. And then I went in, in and re-recorded a lot of the stuff, added to it, did stuff I wanted to, and um, then Spectre released it. Explain, because I know there's Deep listeners out there who are going to say, wait a minute, what does he mean he had to pull it? Why did he have to pull it? Well, because Spectre wanted to release it as, as, as you know the first release underneath them. So... Uh, you know, I'm not going to say no to that because, I mean, uh, you know, with, with with it comes, you know, the distribution and the promotion and the public relations and all Absolutely. this stuff, good stuff. And, you know, uh, so um, I, I re-recorded everything and then it, uh, it, it, it came out, you know, really, really good, I thought, and... Uh, it did really well. I was going to say, he's, he's being modest. Listen to this. Listeners, he hit number 17 on Billboard's Top Americana slash Folk Albums, number 11 on Billboard's Top Country Album Sales, number 9 on Billboard's Top Americana slash Folk Album Sales, which he's starting to get the smile. <laughs> there it is. I mean, obviously, you had to be thrilled with that. Was, was there, and it, you said some of them were already written, so did you do anything different recording the second album from yeah, the there's, first? Yeah, uh, there's, two, there's two new, there's, there were two new songs that we put on, on the, the release. But is this still all working with the same studio, the same uh-huh. producer? Yeah, yeah. Um, Andy Anderson, uh, there was the producer, and, um, uh, we recorded at the sound, sound kitchen in, in Franklin, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville, and uh, yeah, it, every, everything was the same. I, I mean, I even got the you know uh, same ba- bass player to play on the the new the new uh, the two new songs and stuff. So everything had a, a little bit more cohesive sound. You know, it, the new songs it didn't they didn't jump out as like wow, where, where'd you record this at? I know? see, I see. So um, it was. It was a good. It was a good. Uh, it was a good thing to to do because we we got a chance to make it better than it was when it was just the you know we almost refer to that as the demo. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there was only a hundred of them pressed. Yeah, so if you can find it, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, it's, it, uh, and there's a couple songs that aren't on the the release. That are on there, they were replaced by the two oh, new songs. Oh, okay, wow. So, uh, although "Get Out of This Life" was redone and and released as a as the single, so there's one song that's not on there. But there are also different versions of the songs. They're a little bit more, you know, they're not as uh, refined. And you know, I I put some more harmonies. I put some more guitars more percussion, you know, everything on there. So, uh, and like I said, it came out, you know, it came out really good. And, and, uh, the next, the next album, you know, like, it's going to be even, it's going to be even better. You know, I'm hearing horns and and all sorts of stuff. Wow. And you walk around Nam and you hear all kinds of stuff and go, Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You see, (laughs) you know, you see some, you know, really some odd instruments and, you know, 
<laughs> I don't want to go full Brian Wilson, like, uh, you know, in the smile days and, like, you know, I need 25 didgeridoos. And so, but, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I want to, uh, I, I, I think on this, I think on the next album, I want to experiment uh, with a, a couple, you know, more different instruments and stuff like that. And There's a song of yours that you mentioned earlier. It's called Until It Hurts. It was used in a documentary that has the same name, and it was nominated for Best Song at the Tribeca Film Festival. So what came first, the song or the movie? Well, the movie I mean, is this is, is this song auto, autobiographical? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah it, so the it, movie was being written. I'm sorry, you were starting to say. Yeah. So the movie was already being done, and they, they were filming it and, and, and editing it and stuff like that. And the uh, producer, his name is Todd Grubbs, he... He came to me and said, "Hey, do you have any like patriotic songs that?" Uh... And I was like, "No, not really. I don't. I've never. I never have written one." And he ba- he basically said, "This is the the title of the of the documentary is." And I kind of knew the the background story of it, so I, I wrote the song. You know, I, I just and it. Uh, you know, a lot of it is autobiographical, I guess, and you know. But I, I feel like every you know, combat veteran can can definitely relate to that. So the fact that it was autobiographical, and the fact that you knew what he was looking for, kind of helped you point it in the direction that it needed to go to serve both purposes. Yeah, absolutely. To tell and, your story, but also to give him what he needed. Yeah, and and the documentary uh, "Until It Hurts" uh, won a uh, it won a, a Grand Cayman Film Festival award as well, and um, it you guys can see it on Netflix and and you know Apple Apple uh, TV and all that stuff, uh, Hulu and everything. You can uh, search for it and it'll come up. It's a really good documentary, really good, uh, and. Um, Talks about gold star families and, and stuff like that as well. It, it, it's it's a it's a really touching documentary, and uh, he he also put a little bit of the letter from an outlaw uh, in yeah, there let's, as well. Let's talk about that song that was written and recorded for Sons of Anarchy. How did you get that opportunity? Oh my gosh! It, it literally was a fluke, and a you know, kind of a. Uh, uh, a bamboozle by myself, <laughs> I guess, if you want to call it that way. Uh, I was, I was twittering the producers and stuff, and kind of name dropping. Wow, as much as I could, and finally they said, "Yeah, just send us, you know, send us what you, what you got." And I sent them that song, and they dug it. So wow, it was kind of wow. it was a very big fluke. Well, it's a fluke, but it's also interesting to me because. I'm going to take a guess here, and listeners, obviously, Brian and I are just meeting each other for the first time, but if you've been listening to this show long enough, you hear me talk about my four P's approach, which is patient, polite, professional, but persistent. And it sounds like you were probably doing that. You were probably letting them know who you are and that, you know, you've got some music yeah, here and you think yeah. you could probably help them out. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, they actually responded. They actually wanted to send them a I song. actually met last Nam. I met Lyle Workman. Who I mean, he's done tons of film scores and he's been on tons of albums. He's a brilliant guy, brilliant musician, and he is part of the Forest Rangers, who does all the music for Sons of Anarchy. Uh, and uh, I got to meet him, and he, he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember." You know, I remember that coming through the the, okay. the, the desk, and I was like, "Wow, cool." And, <laughs> We had a good we had a a good convo, you know, and it, it's kind of cool. Like I said, the opportunities that Nam, you know, gets gets people for you know, con, you know, networking and 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 the exposure that you know a guy like me wouldn't normally get, you know. And I've been fortunate to have companies that have you know s- seen you know my my profile and and stuff like that my website and and have dug my music enough to believe in me to you know endorse or sponsor whatever you want to call it 
And uh, I, I just want to give a shout out to some of my uh, endorsers as I'm here. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, I just right. I want to give out all the plugs for you first. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> listeners, I am joined today live at the NAMM show in Anaheim by singer, songwriter, guitar player Brian Grilly. Check him out at briangrilly.com. You can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of Brian's first and last name. Plus, I will also put a link to his website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then once you land on Brian's website, you'll find links to engage with him on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Plus, there are links there as well for Brian's original music that you've been hearing him talking about. So, yes, you can follow him on Spotify, but support Brian by purchasing CDs from his website or by purchasing downloads of his music from the likes of Apple Music, which is iTunes, or get it from Amazon. Keep up with Brian online also so you can get updates on new music that he releases. And I did mention earlier about the Patreon for this show. Check out the bonus audio ad-free by going to the show website nhte.net and hit the orange-colored support us on Patreon button. That's only 5 bucks a month. And don't forget that another way you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases on Amazon, such as downloads of Brian's music. It's no extra cost to you, so you're able to support NHTE without taking extra money out of your pocket. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, scroll down to the tall Amazon banner, and then once you click that, it will open their shopping app if you're on your phone, or it'll open their website if you're on your computer. Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the expenses I have for putting out a new episode of this show every week, and I don't even see what you bought, so... Thank you for your support of the show through the exclusive ad-free bonus audio on Patreon or by starting your online shopping through my Amazon banner. Go ahead. You, I know you're a Gibson-endorsed artist as well as Westone, Dunlop, many others. Um, yeah. Give some yeah. shout-outs and maybe even also some instructions, some advice to up-and-comers who are listening about how you get to talk to t- companies like these. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Gibson, Reverend Guitars, High Watt, Supro, uh, West Tone Audio, Voodoo Lab, uh, Dunlop Manufacturing, um, who else? Uh, Greer Amps. Jeez. Uh, uh, That's an impressive list already. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I said Voodoo Lab. And, and uh, I, I, I'm really fortunate to have companies like that on on my side and um so like soldier straps and stuff like that. it's it's just a it's just a really good thing and, and if you're up and coming you know what companies tend to look for are are people that are out there because they you know they 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 want to uh they want to see you working. They want to see you because if you're not out there, how can you promote their stuff? And and they want a, a person that's that's out there doing doing the thing and um, get your you know it's like get your resume, get your resume started. You know, get your followership up. You know, social media. Be be active on social media. Yeah, because if all you do is sit home and write songs and you never go out and play anywhere, right? You know, what, and that's a, and that's probably one of the biggest things is, is is if you're out there, you know, a good amount of time playing, and you know the fa- the, the the big myth is is that a lot a lot of companies don't care if you're in a, you know, if you're if you're just a gigging musician that's doing you know maybe you're in a cover band or whatever. There's a lot of companies that don't care about that, but if you're playing like you know 200 shows a year, and you're you, you know you're using the product and stuff of like that, and you're you're you know you're endorsing that product, that's that's a that's a that's a plus for them too. And at some point though, you also have to get people coming to those shows. You could be playing 200 shows a year, but if it's at oh, a corner well, well. bar where it's the same four or five guys sitting on a bar stool. They're going to go, we looked on your website and we see that you used to play the same place every time. And we looked up that place and it's some corner bar. Right. You got, I mean, you got to get out there. Yeah. You got to get out there yeah. and, and you got to, um, you know, you got to, 
exactly. Don't play the same bar every you know every week. You know. Well, you know. case in point is, listeners. Yesterday, Brian had the opportunity here at Winter Nim to perform on the Yamaha stage, which is over in the Marriott. Um, obviously, a chance for you. I mean, people can see what you play. But how how did that show go for you? And, and oh, it went really well. I mean, I. I uh, it's so funny. I've been coming to these NAM shows for you know the last well, last five years. Wow, five years, yeah, last five years, and um, I never submitted to play on on the stages or anything. I just never did. I and this year I, I did. I submitted it, and they they said, "Yeah, sure, come on," and I and I did. So, uh. And it was pretty cool because, uh, you know, next year, I, uh, you know, I might be on the uh, on a bigger stage. We'll see. But you mentioned before a name of someone that you saw last year, the Sons of Anarchy connection. What what other kind of Nam business do you hope to accomplish while you're here? Um. Well. Or just Brian Grilly business while uh, you're at Nam. Y- you know what? Um, I think this Nam is more or less. Uh, you know, I'm pretty satisfied with with a lot of my in- endorsements. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I use what I endorse. I don't, I don't. And you go and visit their booths while you're here, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the nice thing. You know, I mean, I, I may only get to see some of these people once a year, but it's really good to to connect and and they see my face and exactly. Uh, so it it's all part of networking, you know, and and um. Yeah, I guess I guess it's Brian Grilly business because it, it, it's more or less you know playing the stage, getting myself, getting my name out there as much as I can, you know, and uh, exposing people to my music and and some of that, and and uh, you know there were some of my endorsements never saw me live, and they 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 showed up at you know to, to watch. Wow, that's terrific. And, yeah, and. Uh, it was it was really cool to see that, you know. Well, it's not unlike, you know, I interview guest after guest after guest, week after week after week, and yet I never get to see y'all do what you do. So I love that opportunity myself. So I'm sure it's the same. These companies, they go, well, we got Brian Grilly on our roster. Never seen him play. Lo and behold, we just got to walk across the street to the Marriott, and there he is. We finally get to see him. Yeah, it was, it, and, and, that was and that was a that was a really cool, like, um, that was a really cool thing to see. And, you know, I... I uh, I really, I really appreciate every everything that uh, that has happened at this Nam. Uh, unfortunately, I leave tomorrow morning. Uh, I have to play a show in the DC area. So, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, listeners, speaking of traveling, whether it's out to Anaheim or to DC or to Virginia, you know that I talk a lot on this show about Las Vegas and specifically the Access Vegas newsletter that I get in my email inbox. And you've heard me refer to the editor of that and the fact that you can write to him and he'll write you back. His name is Ted Newkirk. And I was emailing with Ted recently. You know, the Access Vegas newsletter, they put out 12 different reports and he told me that the three most popular of those 12 reports that they put out is how to con the casino computers into comping you more, when are the best times to visit Las Vegas, and where are the cheapest and free ATMs on the Las Vegas Strip. So when you sign up for Access Vegas, I didn't say if, when you sign up for Access Vegas, those are some of the reports that you're going to get access to. And, of course, their archives and all the regular information that they publish. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, put in the code BRUCE at sign up to get $5 off, and then you'll have access to what I'm talking about and a whole lot more. And it helps you stay up on the always changing, in my opinion, city that never sleeps, which is Las Vegas. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and then put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off during sign-up. So, Brian, we're wrapping up here, but what's next for you? It sounds to me like maybe you've got more new music in the works. Yeah, uh, hopefully uh, recording the third album, and uh, third and a half, if you will. But uh, And then, um, you know, just keep playing, keep tr- trugging along, you know, and that's... And as you put out that third album, do you already foresee making a new v- video or two, or or, or you're not? I would like that to make a new yet? video. Yeah, I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we are going to close today with another song of yours, the title track from the Deep South Symphony album. So before you and I head over to record the exclusive bonus content for Patreon, tell the listeners all about the song called Deep South Symphony. So I was coming home from uh, Georgia. It was either Florida or Georgia. I was playing out there, and I was driving back, and I, I, I had this these words uh dance with me it's a deep south symphony and that's all i had and so i went went home and i i wrote the song and it's just it's just a it's just a good kind of fun song you know uh you know it's it's another one of those things where you know it's it's a story song guy walks into a bar sees hot chick and wants to dance with her you know but i'm someone that takes things literally so you're 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 actually the one doing the driving and you have this in your head dance with me deep south sympathy i know it's only six words but do you say it into your phone and record it do you pull over and write down deep south symphony no i just dance with me how i write songs i I, all i use my voice memos on, on my my phone that's it so you got that, you had it, and you said, okay, when I get back to Virginia, I'm going to work this thing yeah, out. That's, yeah, that's how that song... I mean, there's songs that come, and, and I, you can write them in two minutes, and those are the best songs sometimes. And and, uh, and then there are songs that, you know, tend to take a little bit more time. And But, you know, anybody that's coming up, write, 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 you know? If it's if it's cheesy, it's cheesy. If it's you but know, at least you wrote. But something. You, at least you wrote something yeah. exactly. Yeah, and, and you know you. It gets to the point where you're you're writing, but write from the heart. Don't write what's out there. Don't chase. Like I said, don't chase that carrot. You know, don't don't. If you're writing what's if you're writing songs, that are today. You're you're already behind. You know that sound. You know if I want, oh I want to sound like this person, so uh, I'm gonna write a song. You're already past. You're you're yeah. so far Someone, behind. Someone's already doing it. It's already doing it. Yeah. And there's already bands that they have in the in the stable that are are gonna do that type of thing. It's gonna phase out, and then somebody else is gonna come along. Wow. Be that somebody else that comes along. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. I like it. This was this was great. Thank you, Brian. Good to yeah, meet you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Brian Grilly. Be sure to head over to BrianGrilly.com. As I said before, you can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of Brian's first and last names. Although I will put a link to his website from the show page for this episode at NHTE.net. And then once you land on BrianGurley.com, you can see all the social media platforms that he is on so you can engage with him. So like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to Brian's YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And again, remember that while you can follow him on Spotify, the better way to support him is to purchase CDs off of his website or purchase downloads of his music. Remember also that you'll want to keep up with Brian online to see where and when you can see him perform live, as well as for news when he makes announcements about the new music that you heard that he hopes to put out towards his third album. Don't forget that Brian and I will have some extra conversation over in the bonus content that's only available exclusively through Patreon. There's already similar audio up there from each of the last four weeks' guests, and it's only 5 bucks a month. It's ad-free. And that's the only place you can get it. Go to the show website, nhte.net, hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button, and that will take you to where you can gain access to that exclusive content. Remember also about scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all of your shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to me to help with all the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what will be six years as of next month. For now, that will do it for episode 312. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Brian Grilly. This is the one you just talked about. It's called Deep South Symphony. Pretty lady with that blonde hair You look mighty fine in those blue jeans Trying to turn my head with your stare Beer to your lips with
with a Skinner tank top too. Come on, dance with me. It's a deep south symphony. Southern rock on the radio. Feel the music down in your soul. Picking on the banjo, mandolin and the dobro. Yeah, dance with me. It's a deep south symphony. Playing good old Wayland. You're in for a ride, so you better hold on tight. Girl, you really got me sailing. It's hooked when you looked at me with those eyes. Dance with me, it's a deep south symphony. Southern rock on the radio. Feel the music down in your soul. Picking on the banjo, mandolin and the dobro. Yeah, dance with me. It's a deep south symphony. Come on, baby, now dance with me to this deep south sand. 